What's up, guys? Here with you at FC Wonderkid, episode 76. Here with my guy, Branson. How are you? I'm doing amazing. I am excited to get started on episode 76. It's ridiculous that that is the number we are up to now. Um, but more importantly, dude, we are getting so very close to a little something called the World Cup. <laughs> and I cannot get more excited. Uh, and there's nothing better than that than having what? How many how many games do they have to play before this World Cup starts? Like 37 games in the next 30 days or something? I know it's not that many. But it feels like this club schedule is going to get ridiculously congested mm -hmm. uh, up until the World Cup time. And uh, there's a lot to talk about. But first, how you doing, man? I'm, you doing good? I'm doing all right. And you said about all those games that are happening. And hopefully we do not see a lot of injuries. And hopefully uh. too, man. You know I back Nunminch all the way. And he's going to be back in one month's time, okay? That injury got me a bit scared. But for then, Sunch, rest assured, he will be back in time. Mm. But you said, how yeah. is I doing? And I got to ask you, how are you doing with Chelsea, Fretton? Todd Boyleira is going bold now. Graham Potter, three wins yeah. out of four games. Mm. And eight goals scored in his last three games and one goal conceded. So great football mm -hmm. by Chelsea too. So is it a good good change at Chelsea? <laughs> it, it is. It is. Uh, and, you know, Brighton is still playing good football. So uh, post-Potter era. No, a Graham Potter at Chelsea, uh, we obviously wanted that to work. And it, it seems like it's working. But I caution that it is a small sample size so far. Uh, AC Milan was not the uh, AC Milan that we know. They did not have Teo Hernandez mm -hmm. on the left. They had Photo uh, Balo Torre or somebody like that. Uh, they had a bunch of injuries that they had to worry about. And they also had Fakayo Tamori probably had one of the worst games uh, that I've seen him have for Milan in the last six, 12 mm. months, maybe. He flipped the script, um, though. He flipped the script he, against you. He did. He did. <laughs> Exactly. He absolutely did. And we'll talk about that when we get to Syria. Yes. But no, Graham, Graham Potter, they're playing enlivened football. Mason Mount is off the mark. You've mm -hmm. got uh, Christian Pulisic had a phenomenal game uh, over the weekend. Yes. Um, I, I know he could have scored. Yeah, he could have scored one or two more. Mm -hmm. uh, but ultimately, he did get one. It was a nice um, kind of bad angle finish. Yes. Uh, but yeah, when it when it comes down to it, uh, Todd Bowley, Chelsea, Top Graham four. Potter. Is Chelsea they, gonna get top four this season with Graham Potter? Well, if apparently if they start Trevo, uh, Trevor Chalaba, they'll never lose, right? <laughs> so if he continues to, for those that don't know this, Chalaba, uh, uh, when he is in the back, when he is starting, I believe it's twenty-seven starts, 26. Or twenty-six starts, twenty-six starts, they are unbeaten. Yes. Chelsea is unbeaten in 26 starts with Chalaba starting uh, in mm -hmm. that back three, whatever, in that defense. And nine draws. That is ridiculous. And Chalaba is so fast. In a three-center-back yeah. formation, Chalaba does what he's got to do. Complete facts. And I got to say with yeah. Graham Potter, too, he's playing Ben mm -hmm. Chilwell and Reese James. And right now, they seem to be the best fullback duo in the Premier League. Right now, in English, too. So, Southgate, yeah. you know what to do in this World Cup, okay? But Luke Shaw mm -hmm. for the national team is different. So, Ben Showell, you have a bit more competition there. <laughs> but Pulisic, though. <laughs> Pulisic is mm -hmm. staying, you reckon? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, well, obviously he's stuck with staying as it stands. Um, uh, but, you know, I honestly don't, I would still think he looks to exit. I, I would still think that he's keen to exit. It's whether or not mm-hmm. Todd Bowley as an American, knowing the the the, the, the media importance of yes. a Christian Pulisic uh, in the Chelsea ranks, uh, he might not want to let him go. But when it comes down to it, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that he's getting game time, we're a month away from the World Cup. We saw a little glimmer of what makes Christian Pulisic special. All I care about is whether or not he's in form for the World Cup and uh, whatever happens after that happens after that. But if you're looking at his club future, mm-hmm. it's likely he still has to leave. It's he still has life. to leave. AC Milan. Uh, AC Milan. I mean, Juve needs all the help they can get, but they got to get rid of Allegri <laughs> before they do that. So, Ooh, yeah. Facts. But you know what? <laughs> Christian Pulisic was not the star of the show. Mm-hmm. It was Reese James. You brought it up already. Yes. And some other news that came out, obviously, in England, uh, which is incredibly unfortunate. Mm. Uh, but we had our first big casualty, our first big loss, mm. uh, or one of the first big losses for the World Cup upcoming. And that Good. is the fact that Kyle Walker will not be going uh, likely, unless he has some miraculous recovery, will not be going to the That's World Cup with England, which, which essentially opens up you know, once once Reese James clears uh, Rafael Liao out of his pocket uh, for the coming week, just kidding. Uh, once it, once Reese James, somebody needs to wrap him in bubble wrap because uh, I gotta say, if if that wasn't this past week for Reese James wasn't a testament to why you probably need him to start for England over Trent Alexander Arnold over Kieran Trippier, I, I I don't know what is. He starts, and I just gotta ask you: start bench cell. You've got him starting. Reese James starts, Trent Bench, and Kieran Trippier sell, in my opinion, this season. Right back for is, England. Yes. Yeah, is it, weir- is it weird that Southgate probably doesn't share that, that uh, <laughs> same opinion? <laughs> I, like, for me, Southgate, I just don't get it, you know? And I think yeah. this World Cup is going to be the do or die. Of course it is. But it's like, yeah. it's the decision-making too. Like, the biggest doubt I have with Southgate is, is Tomori going to start? for England, okay? Will we see Maguire once again? Like everyone knows, it's Stones yeah. and, and Tomori, the best duo, not Maguire. Four starts this season, he doesn't win one game. So it doesn't make sense <sighs> that he still gets the starting position. Uh, I like, I don't get it. But sticking with Chelsea, like Trevor yeah. Shaloba, underrated, Graham Potter, I think he's doing a great job. Three wins out mm-hmm. of four games. And yeah, like Aspie staying. I want to give that a shout out to that. Aspilicueta yeah. staying at Chelsea is a huge difference maker, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, a team like Barca that's full of center backs being injured now, they would love to have an Aspilicueta that could play right back and center back too with the leadership skills he has. And last shout is too yeah. is like, who is Chelsea gonna get next January? I want to see some comments down below of Chelsea's suggestions, but there's mm. two players I really think. Graham Potter will want to go to Chelsea. And I'm going to give a suggestion for the midfield position that I think will be like Loftus Sheik ain't enough. I think Moises Caicedo yeah. or Milinkovic Savic after the World Cup. I think those two would be elite in both suggestions for uh, Chelsea in that midfield role in January. And expensive too <laughs> after the yeah. World Cup. And they will be expensive. They, they, they will be expensive. But uh, Moises Caicedo, you know that I'm here for that every day of the week. As much as I would love uh, him to stay at Brighton. Uh, but 
Mm-hmm. That that is a hundred percent on point, and we're gonna have to probably talk about who else Todd Bowley goes for because there is <laughs> no way. There's exactly there is no way that he stops there um, <laughs> as he he starts his uh, quest to dominate. I guess uh, uh, the 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 Premier League and, and, the um, and make director. money in the process. And the sporting uh, yes. director, like the, if he gets the, the Portuguese sporting director, like they'll 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 go to the Primeira Liga nonstop. Like and like so, it's very interesting to see what will be the decision done by Todd Boyle. Like so many yeah. people, man. I've seen like five to ten names to have interviews yeah. for the sporting director role. So Todd Boyle is literally having a fun day, man, doing those interviews for sure. Oh and you goodness. know what? He he hasn't stopped at players or personnel either. He clearly <laughs> got he clearly got Graham Potter some sort of a fashion director of some sort, right? Because because Graham, Graham Potter, when he was on Brighton sideline, he looked like he just rolled in from like his daughter's practice, right? Like he was dressed in sweat sweatpants, t-shirt. And, and now now you're looking at Graham Potter, you're like, hello, okay, uh, all right. He dresses, he's all dapper, he's looking all good. He's having a lot of fun on that sideline. London. Um, <laughs> London will do that to you, oh I guess. Oh my days, man! Meet me to the London. That's I. That's facts, man. Uh, Graham Potter's looking different too. So let's wait and see yeah. too if in the Champions League they go through with a similar. But that was a big, mm. huge win, huge dub. And talking about. Talking about huge dub, Champions League here. We can go here and switch with a 5-0 win from Man City against Copenhagen. And <laughs> Erling Haaland cannot stop going bold, okay? He's got... <laughs> Erling Haaland has 20 goals already. And we're still, <laughs> still in October, man. 15 goals in the Prem. And he's only 8 goals away from the Golden Boot winner of last season in the Premier League. Yeah. That is insane, yeah. man. Just getting started once again. And Erling Haaland is reportedly mm-hmm. earning 900,000 pounds a week the highest hmm. salary ever in premier league history okay surpassing christian ronaldo and with it's not just goes to as it seems it's with the yeah. salary too so erling Haaland going bold <laughs> and how's that how's that compare to mbappe's base salary Woo-hoo! it must be it's a, it's a debate because the 300 yeah. million in three seasons man that's no it's unreal i i said it kind of jokingly but now there's kind of a grain of truth to it last week uh i said that erling holland has essentially made the premier league um uh, a farmers, a farmers league, league. <laughs> uh, to be honest he's basically broken it because you know we're looking now at uh we would be talking about right now harry kane, kane on eight goals we'd be talking about you know some other great players uh, that have really exactly trissard but but no, none of it Gabriel means anything. Uh, I, he's got 15 goals. 15 goals in the Premier League. True. And he's already matched. He's already matched. Last year's leading scorer mm-hmm. for Manchester City in the Premier League was Kevin hey. De Bruyne with 15 goals. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne did it in 38 games the full season. Um, Erling Holland has done it in nine. Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen over the next 29 games uh but but my guess is he's going to score a whole lot more and it's uh the other the other thing i have to say here is one he should have had multiple goals against 
uh, Southampton. Uh, he hit the post, which I didn't know was allowed. I mean, Erling Holland, you got to strip strip his uh, his good striker card away from him because, come on, you hit Only the post, topics. Erling Holland. You're Only not supposed topics. to do that. Yeah, exactly. No, but listen to this. This is from the Champions League perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to give credit. I believe this was an ESPN stat. So mm. definitely got to give credit to them on Twitter for this one. Mm. But Erling Holland has as many Champions League goals as Luis Suarez. Okay, more. more. Uh, he does more. More now. More now. You're right. You're right. Uh, Luis Suarez had 27. Okay, but Luis Suarez did it. He has now done it. Erling Holland has now done it in 51 less games. 51 right. less games in the Champions League. It's... 51 less games in the Champions League. That's not like that's that's like five years I, uh... of Champions League play. It's True. unreal. Like, but I want to say this. I think Peak Swadesh is better than mm. Peak Holland still. But uh, in terms of stats, uh, facts, 27 goals of Swadesh and 28 of Holland. And it's like it's Figu. True. It's Figu. It's Rivaldo. It's Mane. It's so many players have been surpassed by now. And it's like, where will he stop? And you said that normalization that, yes, Kane has eight goals in nine games. Mitrovic mm-hmm. is going bold. Gabriel Zuz is having his best season so far in the press. Yes. And Haaland's like 15 goals, mate. Equal that. It's impossible. It's impossible. Monstrous yeah. numbers. And I want to see two Sergio Gomez now with that Kyle Walker <laughs> injury. Cancel's going to the right, and I predict that a lot of more people will be talking about Sergio Gomez, that he was bold in assists at Anderlecht, and he's shown great signs with Pep Guardiola to start with Man City. I expect yeah. it to be great. But, but uh, like, you even mentioning Sergio Gomez, uh, it's, it's absolutely wonderful Morris because, is- listen, <laughs> everybody's talking about Erling Holland, and it's a good and a bad thing. It's a double-edged sword because mm. a lot of these Manchester City guys – uh, can just put their head down and play really good football. And True. let's not forget that literally they are playing really good football. True. I mean, Riyad Mahrez comes in right away. He needs to make an impact. He does over mm-hmm. the last week. Uh, you've got um, Foden. Phil Foden has Nine- four goals in the last two games. True. But like, no, nobody's talking about that. Fox. Why? Because Erling Holland is a cyborg that <laughs> stole Cristiano Ronaldo's, you know, aerial ability. He's got somebody hey. else's foot. I don't know. He's... He literally is uh, has the possibility. He has the possibility to be one of the best players ever. Facts. He facts. does. And Foden, you said it's got nine games, six goals, two assists for Phil Foden. Like he's gonna hit double digits really early in Southgate. Yes. Play him the same way Pep plays him for Ang- uh, first Man City. It just makes yes. sense, man. If you play your best players. In their strengths. But Holland, I, I saw this comparison a lot during the week. and But I got to say, this is, this is for everyone, man. Holland hasn't surpassed the levels of Ronaldo Nazario at 22, okay? He hasn't still. I think Ronaldo Nazario had 191 goals at 22 and two Ballon d'Ors, in which he carried a nation, Brazil, to win a World Cup, okay? So, Ronaldo, until the age of 22, better than Haaland. But Erling Haaland can be a better player in terms of longevity. In 10, 15 years' time, Haaland can have a better career than Ronaldo Nazario. And let's see where's Haaland's peak, okay? Because we haven't seen it. But Ronaldo Nazario speaks better right now than Haaland's. That's fine, in my opinion. and the thing is, is he's never going to reach the height of Ronaldo uh, mm. Nazario uh, in 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 international play. 
I, I imagine if Norway play. win the Euros, though. Oh, of course. That would of course. be That's never going to happen. I, I don't never put that happen. limit on Holland. Maybe because Portugal uh, win it. The bias. Yeah, the well, bias. <laughs> this is when it comes down to you know, it's still it's still a team game, which is uh, which yeah. is the the great the great thing about the game and the bad thing about the game sometimes because I'm sure I'm sure every Norwegian fan would love to see Erling Holland just steamroll every mm-hmm. piece of competition he comes up against, and he just you know wins it all for them. But that's not how this works. It's not how this works at all. Um, and but, Kylian Mbappe is kind of finding that out too. But anyway, mm-hmm. I, I do have to say, hey, Ronaldo, you you made that quick shout. Um, mm-hmm. I have to follow up here before I forget this, mm-hmm. and it happened last week. But Ronaldo, as an owner right now, new mm-hmm. lease on life. Ronaldo just helped Cruzeiro. I don't mm-hmm. know if I pronounced that correctly. In Brazil, uh, win promotion back to the uh, Syria Brazil Brazilia round is that how you say that yeah Brazilia round good okay. stuff he's the yeah. owner of Real Valladolid too right yeah he is he is and uh but Cruzeiro I mean that's a big big storied club that mm-hmm. got relegated True. a while back and to see them back in there um you can see it was pretty uh pretty damn emotional about it so uh good things come our way and and you know I know everybody joked about you know, mm-hmm. fat Ronaldo for the longest time and all that <laughs> crap, right? True. I hope we never have to see a fat Holland face Ooh. where people where people turn the tables on Holland. Man, it's huge um, though. And like he's so uh, tall. He, he is massive. Imagine, he is like massive. it'd be Shaq. It'd be Shaq type uh, beat. <laughs> no. All right. Well, have we, have we hit our Erling Holland quota? I feel like we have to stop talking about Erling Holland after five minutes. Because listen, it, mm. it is going to be very, very difficult for us to process this because we are normalizing 20 goals mm-hmm. right now, sure. right? And we're, you, you go back to Cristiano Ronaldo, you go back to Lionel Messi, and, mm. and we can all remember, I think, what was it, 2008, 2009, or mm. 09, 10 for Cristiano Ronaldo when he had 18 goals by October, mm. something of that nature. But, like, this is unprecedented. What Erling Holland is doing to this game right now, even if he's averaging 14 touches, Mm-hmm. Uh, he has just kind of, I don't know. He's, he's but it, uh, I see that too, man. Like his touches are improving too. Like the efficiency true. he's showing, and that's the scary part too. Like you can see the how smart Guardiola really yeah. is. Like even in his press conference now, I see he's saying like Arsenal are the are the team to beat. It's not Man City yeah. people. So the mind games. games of Pep Guardiola or in the elite levels. And Erling Haaland is having is having to see this in person, the best view, the best seat to see a masterclass in football. So, like, yeah. it's just the start with Erling Haaland, in my opinion. It is. But people, it put is. down below in the comments how many goals will Erling Haaland have, okay? I want to see some guesses in the comment section down below. But I said Kane, yeah? Brad Tottenham had yeah. a one-win win. I one-nil win to Brighton, and Conte, yeah. man, Conte ball getting the wins that they need, and the top four is so interesting now with Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, City, and Liverpool. Ain't looking yeah. good, man. So I, I, my top four guesses they're in the mud right now. <laughs> like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, how bad was it? We've been, we're still, we're still pretty good right now. It's oh. just Liverpool. It's, you know, it's, it's just, I know it's just like what Bournemouth, oh. Bournemouth being above Liverpool on the table, 
Yes, Liverpool has two games in hand, but those games come against Arsenal. Yes, we are recording this before the Arsenal-Liverpool game that is coming up, just so people know. Arsenal uh, but Oh, my dear. Yeah, and then, they, and then Liverpool's got Manchester City coming up next. So you're looking at literally the team that Liverpool beat 9-zip that everybody had as the basement dweller for everybody had as the basement dweller for the Premier League this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, the best thing that AFC Bournemouth did was fire Scott Parker uh, and go and get uh, it's Gary O'Neill, right? Gary yep. O'Neill. And now they're on a five-game unbeaten streak, and they come back and they win a ridiculous game against Brendan Rodgers and Leicester City. And how that man still has a job, I have no clue. He needs to move on <laughs> you ASAP and Leicester. Yeah, they need new management like ASAP, and we might talk about them in a little bit. But yeah, that's really the only kind of major, major Newcastle in fifth. I gotta say, Newcastle. Gotta talk about Newcastle because when Eddie Howe started his job at Newcastle, they were nineteenth, and right now Newcastle will be fighting for the top six. I'm gonna say that because they have a player like Brungi Marange that gets two goals with ease, man, and they make the right decisions. In the transfer business, Botman's, Dan Burns. Yes, Dan Burns, the right decision. Nick Pope, Alexander Isaac for 17 million. How many good strikers are available in today's game? Not a lot. So, again, mm. I am going to match the energy of Newcastle because, yeah, what a team, man. The, again, they're going to they're gonna be top six in the next three years. In the yeah, next and, three years. And to repeat a, repeat a point that you started with, which is really important, mm-hmm. while Bruno Guimaraes is insanely important to this squad and essentially with those two goals, like won that game for them yes. uh, this past weekend, um, it is it is not just there, right? Eddie Howe has leveled up a bunch of those players That's... on that squad. Like this, this wasn't like, this wasn't like, hey, we have the money, let's bring in a full new 11. That did not happen, right? In fact, you could even argue that from, from a financial perspective, it's been very prudent in how this Agreed. team has been built built so far. And there's a level above where they could go. So while Bruno Guimaraes is a key mm-hmm. to this situation, Eddie Howe deserves so much more respect in terms of uh, how he has leveled up the players around him. Miguel Almiron, True. right? Uh, Joe Linton. Um, oh, you've had a little... You, there's just some... It's it's wonderful to see, and I... I and Bruno I wonder was if it lasts. 42 million. Like, it's a, it was a yeah. pretty good buy. All of a sudden, like, six months later, you were seeing Real Madrid supposedly were interested to get him straight off the bat. So, like, yeah, it's... Huh? it's <laughs> I, but I don't think you, it's going to s- happen. <laughs> you snooze, you lose, Real Madrid, and instead they're going to turn their uh, attentions to Jude Bellingham. But, which, uh, which no. it is all... Like, they're really contenders for Jude, in my opinion. Like, it's it's ridiculous. And like, it, and, and, and <laughs> it's the fact that Cross retires, Jude comes. Mm-hmm. Like, what? You and Manny Valverde, Camavinga, would Jude... Like, that would make yeah. this, the midfield of Real Madrid the most stacked in the next 5-10 years in today's day and age. Like, Pedri yeah. and Gavi, they're great. But those would be elite options, man. It almost makes you like, Ooh. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. But, like, it's it, it's just they got 70 million off Casemiro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, ah. with that 70 million, they can get... The money to get a Jude Bellingham if it's 150, it's it helps. Yeah, out. absolutely. It helps. Uh, and 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 if they if they miss if they mm-hmm. miss, they still have Shuamani. They still have Kamavinga. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know the only the only downside to this is 
yeah, when you bring Jude Bellingham in potentially for 150 million or more, um, mm-hmm. you know, what, where, where's La Fabrica in this? True. You know, like, come on. I, I know that there are good enough players in that, that academy or, or could be, but they're not getting the same chances that um, with the, all the turmoil and the turnover that had to happen at Barcelona that Gavi yeah. got, that Pedri got, right? That, uh, hell, even the guys that, that um, turned yeah. it into a new uh, experience like Ferran Jutkla. Uh, winding up at Club Rouge. He actually got a few minutes uh, for Barcelona, and then it Very became true. abundantly clear he wasn't going to continue to get those minutes. So he went looking elsewhere, and they were able to make seven, eight million uh, off of a player that probably was not going to do anything. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, but La Fabrica <sighs> is a solid, solid, yeah. But you joining, I agree. So, and especially when you have to contend with what the future is going to look like for Barcelona with Petri and Gavi. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you probably do need a Jude Bellingham because do does La Fabrica have Pedri and Gavi in the mix? I don't know. I don't uh, think so. It's it, it, it's true, and even like Barca have a Pablo Torre too. They managed to yeah. snatch two, so it's like every they. It's just Barca are such a well-oiled system already. Even with the scouts, you know, they're yeah. everywhere. The the Barca yeah. scouts are everywhere, and now we see yeah. a name of Hendrik popping up. Okay, in South oh, yeah. America. And the Barca Scouts mm. already know him for like three, four years. Like, it's no surprise, oh, yeah. man. So, we're definitely going to see that release clause of 60 million being bought for Hendrik at Palmeiras. Because, yeah, yeah, getting that start too, Could- right? Congratulations. Yeah, Hendrik got his his, uh, his professional debut for Palmeiras. Um, but that wasn't the coolest part of it. The coolest part of Hendrik, mm-hmm. uh, Hendrik's debut was actually the video that was released of yes. his dad. Yes. processing it all where he was getting emotional and like his hand was shaking trying to videotape oh it it was i mean that's that's what it's here for because unfortunately and fortunately uh <laughs> endrick's endrick's mm-hmm. life is going to change Facts. and it, it it's going to change mostly for the better uh hopefully um but mm-hmm. yeah i just hope that whoever signs him protects the hell out of him Facts. Um, and i think it's gonna be real though i was saying barca barca but we know the pattern okay and real madrid like that like switching from prime i'm going in out la liga here as it seems yeah like real yeah. had a one win uh one nil win and vinicius <clears> jr <throat> man He's really switched gears this season, man. Vinicius Jr. right now is the top dribbler in La Liga and in the Champions League. And what a way to be playing leading up to the World Cup. Don't be surprised if he's a Ballon d'Or contender if Real Madrid goes far in the Champions League and Brazil goes far in the World Cup. Vinicius at 22 deserves to be in that conversation. And I remember people judging me when I said Rice was worse than Chua Many, that I fully believe mm. that. And right now, if you see the efficiency of Real Madrid, it comes because of Chua Many with those seven games, two assists, and that ridiculous pass accuracy that makes the right decision making. So I just love this Real Madrid team, how they're the great, great development, man. Great development. I think we need to... I just need to cut that right mm. there i just love this real madrid team because i think a lot of people in the comments section are gonna be like well what's happening here mm. uh no but but you can you can even as a barca fan you you can you can appreciate what is building there because carlo ancelotti uh has not only helped Vinicius jr level up he has helped rodrigo True. level up 
Um, and all I got to say is if you, if you can't see the chemistry brewing there, because it's still early, even though they've been together for a while, mm-hmm. all you have to do is go back and watch that, that mashup between Rodrigo, Karim Benzema, back to Rodrigo, Rodrigo then to Vinicius, uh, midweek in the Champions League with a beautiful finish, mm-hmm. right? Like that type of interplay is exactly what you should see from here on out except you might need to substitute Kareem Benzema with, I don't know, some other striker that they're going to have to find be. at some point in the future. <laughs> Erling Haaland. <laughs> yeah. Erling Haaland, ooh, maybe. It has to uh, be. For who like, can replace Benzema? Like, legit, in I today's mean, day and age, who can replace Benzema? Especially it, especially now that we know Mbappe does not like to play outright striker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's switch to that. So, pivot, gang. <laughs> like, what was that, Mbappe, okay? Putting on his stories that he doesn't want to play striker. Mate, you're earning $300 million with the contract you got, okay? You just yeah. sh- you should just want the best for the team. Okay, the yeah. bet. Oh, I don't get that. Okay, not, not I, only that, like oh. you're, you're playing football with Neymar. You're yeah. playing football with, with Kylian Mbappe, and and you're gonna hashtag pivot gang this crap. Like, um, I, he, he's doing his best impression at like the world's worst villain right now. He is literally trying to get people to not like him. I guess I have no clue. Well, uh, but. Or, or he's trying to counter all the news that Erling Haaland is getting. And, and I love I that no you clue. say the biggest villain because Sergio Ramos wants to be the biggest villain <laughs> with red cards. As it seems, man. 28 red cards, the most ever in Champions League yeah. history, okay? A player has gotten. And La Liga history. This man is breaking records, Sergio Ramos. But <laughs> I just don't get him, man. He just... I. Like, but yes, Mbappe though. I understand that he plays better in the in the French national team with Giroud next to him. But yes, he's yeah. got Neymar and Messi. And if you see the first goal against Benfica, the combination between the three was immaculate. So like, it's yeah. just personal beef at this stage with Neymar. I don't get it. Like legit. And Neymar, I think, doesn't get it too. But it's the last year. We will not. We yeah. will definitely not see next season. The trio together of Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe. Mbappe will stay, but Messi won't. And I, I have my doubts with Neymar staying too. But Mbappe will have to, though. You just get that feeling. You just get that feeling. Uh, that they're building it, a it, team it, for it, after with Mbappe. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it does seem it seems it seems unsustainable. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, but at at the same time, I mean, I don't know. I guess Mbappe is realizing, you know. Uh, he didn't think that there would be some other behemoth uh, eat up all the media headlines left Ooh. and right um, beyond Ooh. Kylian Mbappe getting what one of the world's largest, if not the world's largest contract in football, uh, getting the keys essentially to the city of Paris, uh, to, to the country of France uh, and, and all of PSG. Uh, and also, uh, you know, gets to play with Messi and Neymar. And guess what? And he's second tier. He's second tier <laughs> compared to Erling Holland right now. Right. Erling Holland rules everything in world football as it stands. I mean, my guess is that even Lekeep did not have Kylian Mbappe's pivot gang bullcrap front page. <laughs> they probably had Erling Holland scores again. Well, so, you got the know. ten rating too in that match in the champ in the yeah. in, against Manchester. So 
like that was the testimony of how great he is man right i think there's only like 15 players that ever got in that 10 rating and howland did that in that manchester derby game man so yeah, i love well. how he switched up and he says pivot gang mbappe mm. when skamaka was like the biggest reference that not a to go at striker yeah. with uh with the psg so personally i don't really understand but staying in liga i just want to give this mention dimitri Paye became yes. the first player in liga to have a hundred goals and a hundred assists man what mm -hmm. a legend and the streets will never forget dimitri Paye, man what no a man. baller nope. he was man whoa no man and om man i was surprised 4-1 win two against sporting two igor tudor yeah. I'm not a huge fan of him, but that was a great result. Great result. Sheesh. Yeah, I, but then the Champions League hangover happened, and they <laughs> lost to, I don't know how to say I, it, but Ajaccio. Ajaccio. 2-1. 2 So, yeah, Dimitri Payet, I mean, come on. He's, he's, <laughs> a, league, he's a League One legend. Mm -hmm. um, I know his uh, his time in West Ham did not work out as, as well as people wanted him to, Ooh, and yet fun. he won enough fans at West Ham that people know him and True. follow him. Uh, but 100 goals, 128 assists and, and uh, in league on. And, um, you know, I, I hope he continues to play. He's 35, right? Yeah. Uh, but he's not not exactly at his best form this particular season. You want to go back to see his best. You go back to last season right now. But <laughs> Dimitri Payet is a flipping legend and uh, and one one I enjoy. I mean, every time he's on the pitch, I, True, I enjoy man. watching it's it. It's facts. And, and my last shout out with yeah. Liga, I just want to say Laurent Blanc. Former PSG mm. manager and French national team manager is going to join Olympique de Lyon. So, people, I, I'm very, very curious to see how Laurent Blanc is going to play with Lacazette now, back to his boyhood yeah. club, Taliso, back to his boyhood club, Ekambi, mm. Moussa Dembele, Ryan Shirky. And I, I just want to see what. Ah, Malo Gusto. Remember oh, this yeah. player right back, okay? Very, and Tete. Very good team. So let's and see what, yeah. what let's see what Laurent Blanc does. <laughs> yeah, and what what a signing that has been, right? Bringing mm -hmm. in Tete because he's he's been he's been kind of one of their better players uh, this whole season so far. But if you're gonna shout out Lyon, um, I have to shout out first off. Stade Rene is on a very nice run of form uh, as it stands, and they're using a bunch of young guys. Come on, mm -hmm. we love Jeremy Doku, we love Sulemana, mm -hmm. we love some of their young uh, academy-born guys. But you know what? That's not really the story in France mm. PSG can PSG all they want. Right. <laughs> but right now the story in France is, uh, up in, uh, I think it's in the Breton region. Yes. Mm. The there is a Breton region of France. <laughs> That's what I'm named after. Mm -hmm. Uh, but Lorient orange and black team, right? Mm. Okay. They were relegation fodder last season. I I'm actually shocked that they actually survived Lyon. Okay. But they have a breakout performance or a breakout season so far from this young kid, 20-year-old Dango Uatara, mm. who plays winger for them, that if you don't know him now, you're going to know him once PSG picks him up for 20 million. Okay? <laughs> or Lyon or Stade Rene or one of them, somebody in Lyon will get him. But also Tara Mofi, who people will see uh, with Nigeria. Um, they also have Enzo Lefay, great player. Anyway, why am I bringing this up? Because last season they were like bottom of the table, pretty mm. close to that. This season... They're literally almost at the top of the table. They're Jeez. seven one and one out of nine games. I think they even won again today, or may have may have drawn. But like they're they're doing they're really turning the tables. And uh, you, you got to give credit where credits due. And you come here to this podcast mm -hmm. to learn something like that instead of just talking about the <laughs> same people all the time. Love so got to give credit to Lorient 
And uh, hopefully it continues because I want this this story to continue. But anyway, yes. enough about leading home. Where do you yeah. want to go next? Yes, that's a bull shout out. And it's a new shout out. And yes, we're changing things up. And I want to say so Bundesliga. So we'll go to mm. and their classic happen. But I want to first talk about something that for me is going to change a club in the Bundesliga. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to go bold and say Bar Leverkusen with Xabi Alonso. I think they'll be top four in the Bundesliga this season. I believe in that. 4-0 win. Okay, I was convinced with how they played. Xabi Alonso, football heritage, he teach this manager, man. He's yeah. got Guardiola in the past, Mourinho in the past, and Celotti in the past. And Xabi Alonso has, I got to say, one of the best teams in the world with wonder kids with Leverkusen. You well, got you got talents like Musa Diaby, <laughs> Hinkepi, Tapsoba, Florian Wirtz, Adam Holzek, Frank Pong. Like the amount yep. of talent that Leverkusen has is ridiculous. And I think Xabi yeah. Alonso, he can put that magic man, class manager and a class team to go with it. So I've got yeah. I've got big 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 aspirations for Xabi Alonso this season. <laughs> I believe so you think Xabi Alonso is going to Xavi Bayer Leverkusen? <laughs> or do you think Xabi Alonso is going to Frank Lampard Leverkusen? Just kidding. Frank <laughs> Lampard's, Lampard's doing even. okay with Everton. Exactly. He's doing okay with Everton this season. So I should not make that joke at all. But hey, listen. Xabi Alonso right now, we know him as a, an intelligent player. We mm -hmm. know him as part of one of the most ridiculous transfer windows uh, mm. ever. I think it was, what, 2009, 2010? Yeah. Yeah. When Real Madrid brought in... Xabi Alonso, CR7, brought in Karim Benzema, uh, brought Kaka. in Kaká. I mean, all for like 200 million euros, which back then is like $570 billion. Uh, but yeah, uh, Raul Albiol, which is, you know, kind of an underrated player there, but just kidding. Xabi Alonso, when it comes down to it, Xabi Alonso has 100 games under his belt for Real Sociedad's B team, okay, for their reserves. So as a manager, the, the, the boat has not yet sailed. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested to see how this sign, like, kind of, uh, I don't know, goes. But, like, you could have also gone for a Julian, uh, I can't say his last name, Lopet nah, Lopetegui, no, man. Lopetegui, Lopetegui thank you. Nah, I'm not you, feeling him. You, I'm not you, feeling you him. Have, you could have, but Xabi Alonso, I mean, this was a Better. team. Bayer Leverkusen, Champions League, all this good stuff. They were they were projected to kind of build upon that progress. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the other side of your little bet there, saying they finished top four. Do you see how crappy they have started the season? They're yes. gonna have to go on a ridiculously amazing run of form for yep. them to even sniff Trust. sniff the top four. And I wanna be wrong about it, but I'm gonna take <laughs> the other side of it and say there's no damn way. But Xabi Alonso is a bold, bold, bold mm -hmm. uh, Appointment, uh, choice, choice yes. of manager. That's for damn sure. Definitely, um, definitely. Uh, I just don't know if it's going to work out. Um, <laughs> but they have, with that win, mm -hmm. they popped out of the relegation zone. They they still they still have a Champions League possibility to get mm -hmm. out of their group. Exactly. Uh, it's still in flux. So they but, still got a lot to play for, and uh, I... Uh, I, I wish all the best. The Porto game, two win, two two nil yeah. win, and Patrick Schick, man, Duke Costa managed to save that pen, and that was that was the that's the start of the the end with the manager. <laughs> well, but it's true, two two, man, Dortmund, Bayern, yeah. Munich, what a match it was! Late winner <laughs> from Modest, okay, and Schlotterbeck, really, man, he 
found that assist at late stages for that last minute win. And I got to say, Schlutter Beckmann, after that game, <laughs> understandably so, he's got to be mentioned much, much more. But the player I got to shout out sure. from their classic yeah. is Mukoko, okay? Mukoko has three goals and three assists yep. in 459 minutes for Dortmund, okay? Tops. He deserves more respect, Mukoko. And put him, put him in that plane, man, to Qatar. Trust the youth, Daimanschaft, okay? Karima Deyemi, Mukoko, Virts, play the youth, okay? So I just wanted to give that shout-out to Mukoko. That's a, it, it's, a, it's a great shout-out because uh, it takes a lot to overshadow what Jamal Musiala does on the field and what Jude Bellingham does on the field. Still got an um, assist but, to Musiala. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I mean, Musiala did all the Jamal Musiala things that you expect. Uh, it was mm -hmm. Byron that threw it threw it away. And, and frankly... Uh, the Deer Classicer, I mean, it needed something like that. I yeah. thought Byron was just going to walk away with it once they got there first. <laughs> um, and they didn't. And, and you know, Byron might be going through maybe a little bit of an injury run right now. But yes. Borussia Dortmund, as expected. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. They're without some of their best players. Reyna didn't play. Uh, Royce, not playing. Um, they've got a lot of injuries as well, which is why Mukoko is getting his extended chance. Uh, no. um, and he became the youngest goal scorer ever. Ooh. in Der Klassiker history Ooh. with that nice finish. Uh, so at 17 years old, he's also the leading scorer, as you mentioned, nice. for Dortmund this season, which is pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> but come on, Mukoko, uh, the fact that Musiala was on the pitch, the fact that Bellingham was on the pitch, that, that just that's always going to draw in eyeballs. And Jude um, Captain, man. Jude Captain, Captain yeah. in Der Klassik, man. Yeah. An English midfield, an Englishman, 19-year-old midfielder. Conquering yep. in Germany, man. This is 2022 we're living, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. At 19, Jude Bellingham. It's just, it's just justified the 150 million that he's gonna go. Like unbelievable. But I gotta say though, Jude Bellingham 150 makes Real Madrid, Liverpool, and Man City having that bidding war. That that I don't know who's gonna win it. And United too, man. Imagine if Jude Bellingham just decides to go to United and to be the fulcral uh, player of that midfield in the future in that rebuild. Eh? Donny van der Beek yeah. in the mud, Scott McTominay in the mud, <laughs> and Jude Bellingham yeah. a predominance. So it's going to be, if that happens, man, you never know that they have to get yeah. a huge contract. D Donny van der Beek, man. You mentioning Donny van der Beek. I, do we have to put out like a APB for him? Search party? Send a search party? <laughs> but, but, but Poor if, guy. But if Jude Bellingham looks at what happened to Cristian Ronaldo, He'll go to yeah. Man City, okay, ahead of Man United. But because imagine oh. if Ronaldo had gone to Man City one season previous to Haaland, man. He would have elite numbers, too. Mm. So, oh, yeah. man, it's just so sad. That decision! But, but, oh, yeah. That but it, you, know what's, you know what's really interesting to me? We keep, we keep talking about Jude Bellingham and his, and his price tag because there's all these rumors swirling about mm -hmm. this being his last full season with Dortmund, so on, so forth. And yet, if we're talking about the price tag for Jude Bellingham, mm -hmm. what would it cost to pry Jamal Musiala away from Bayern? Uh, uh, I'd say 200 Easy. <laughs> oh, but who gets him, though? Who gets him? Real? Uh, who, I think he's untouchable right now, the Jamal Musiala. Simply. Yeah. And if he'd become, if he had chosen mm -hmm. to be an English player, like English nationality yeah. instead of Germany, 
I think the yeah. English clubs would be <laughs> all of them thinking, "Oh my days, we can have the the next player, the next English player getting a Ballon d'Or type beat." Because the question right. is, who has a better p potential, Jamal Musiala or Phil Foden? Like I gotta say Jamal right now, Musiala. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Foden is ridiculous too. Like so, it's. It's I, yes. but, but the Ballon d'Or potential there is I, I I give it I give it that's the amount that's the I'm amount. just saying I'm just saying we keep talking about Todd Bowley and this is like exactly <laughs> the type exactly the type of adventure he'd sign up for he'd oh say 200 million my. for Jamal Musiala let's do it <laughs> but I think you know Kuku 50 or 60 is good though but imagine I love the question of how much <laughs> is it needed. For Jamal Musiala to leave Bart. Uh, Put down below, man. Do you think it's even possible? And you show that you're listening to us until now. But I want to mention Serie A and all this, Bretson. Because, sure. man, Allegri ball is not, it's not, it's not bold. It's definitely not bold. It's horrific, okay? He's got two wins in his last eight games in Serie A. A team yeah. like Juve, the team that spends the most in salaries, that yeah. can't happen, man. Allegri has to be out. Has to be out. It doesn't make sense, it, man. It's financial blackmail. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, I, I think there's maybe too much of a termination clause or too oh, much of a, of a fat paycheck uh, that would go to Allegri for him to leave. Uh, I don't know for sure, but that's certainly what it feels like. Mm -hmm. uh, because with the players he has, he should be doing a whole lot better. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, I don't really get it. But the funny thing is, is that you got Juventus playing actually decent football eh. midweek, right? Ah, in yes, the, yes. in the ah. Champions League. My God. And then they lay, my God then they lay, yeah, but then they lay an egg. They lay an egg against, uh, against AC Milan and like literally a game that they, they should not lay an egg in. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, big credit to AC Milan though. Um, coming back from that. Ugh, Marty, first goal this season. First goal this season, man. That was yes, shocked. yes. And it's not the best like, team. It's not the, even the AC Milan. It wasn't even their best team. No Calabria, like, no Theo. Like, what? Exactly. You know, and, and the funny thing is, is, we're sitting here, we're talking about, like, them, AC Milan laying an egg midweek, playing really well against Juventus over the weekend. Juventus playing well with Angel Di Maria with three assists mm. midweek. Already with a little bit of a rift with Allegri, not being played the way he wants to play. Uh, play. No, that's true. And then, and then over the weekends, kind of nothing going on. And you know who's not impressing me in all of this? Mm. Who? McKenney. Dusan Vlahovic. Ah, sorry. Thought you were going to go for yeah. McKenney. <laughs> uh, Weston McKenney is leaving a lot to be desired as well. But Dusan Vlahovic is not impressing me. He mm. disappeared this season against Monza. He's disappeared this season against Benfica. He's disappeared this season against Milan, against that. Salernitana, against PSG, against Sampdoria. Okay. He's had one or two decent games. He scored a couple times, but his uh, is it Allegri's fault or is it Vlahovic as well? Or is it a combination of the two? Mm. Vlahovic is not getting the ball, and that is going to hurt him long term. It might True. even hurt his Serbian form and because how? he has no problem scoring in Serbian setup. But in Juventus's setup, he is not doing his best match of the season was day one versus Sassuolo. And like you're saying this, and like Di Maria managed to break yeah. a ridiculous stat, and this is like a Di Ma only Christian Ronaldo has more assists in Champions League history than Di wow. Maria. He's second ever in assists, and Allegri yeah. can't play this man. 
the right way. Di Maria no. is the one of the most underrated players in all history of football, in my opinion, man. Copa yeah. America was won because of Di Maria, and if Juve are going to go bold and go through against Benfica, that I don't think it will happen, it's with their trusting yeah. Di Maria in a much better way, and Vlahovic too. But they're not going to go through, Branson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to go through. First. Napoli, man. They should say, they should learn from Napoli. 6-1 win to Ajax, beating Liverpool. Like not, like Rangers, a menace too. You got Kvisha, Anguisa, uh, Raspadori, Simeone. Like, the, uh, oh, yeah. Napoli, though. I, I just can't. And, and, this is unbelievable. And how much, money, how much money was spent there for all those players you just mentioned? Facts. And they right? still managed but, to know, get it, a profit, man. Right. With Colebali. Yeah. Leaving Mertens and senior salaries out. Oh, uh, I, I, the only thing we have to figure out is is this just the beginning of the season and uh, will it eventually slide off? Um, but no, I mean, I don't think so because Raspadori is so, not going to be at the World's Cup, Kavica Kavertskilia is not going to be at the World's Cup. Um, you've got a lot of these players that are going to get to regroup, uh, even build a, a stronger bond together. Um, another shout out would go to Labotka. Oh yes, phenomenally for them. I mean, they've they've really it's another version of we talked about Eddie Howe with Newcastle. Spalletti has leveled up the players <laughs> that he's been given, and you got to give him credit. It's not it's not his first time around with mm-hmm. this this squad, uh, but he was faced with having to get younger, and he embraced the challenge and embraced the coaching challenge instead of backing away from it and bitching and moaning about it um but the funny thing is it's like we're talking about napoli we're talking about ac milan mm-hmm. uh, right rightfully so because of their scudetto winners um mm-hmm. we're talking about juve because we know that they should be punching more <laughs> above their weight than what they are right exactly. now and yet we haven't said a word about the team that is still unbeaten right mm. in syria along with napoli and that is who that is atalanta wow. this is a team that we all thought was going to be stepping away from the limelight, right? The years of them scoring six, seven goals in a game where they just had this high-octane offense all the time between Malinovsky and, I'm going to forget names, Luis Luis Muriel and Zapata and just some phenomenal names. Gozins. Yeah, and who was the, was it a Serbian guy or Slovakian? Who was that guy? He just retired or he went back to his home, oh, Ah, I forget the, who it is. Who is uh, no longer there? Ivanic, mm, Ivanic, yes. Mirko, Mirko Ivanic. I think it was his name. But anyway, Atalanta right now. Okay, they have conceded four goals. Yes. In Syria, okay, they are unbeaten away. They are unbeaten at home. Okay, mm. and they are doing it. Ready for this? They are doing it with a defense, mm. with a defense with an average age of about twenty-one years old. Okay, you've got Marie Demaral who we all know, Juventus could have kept him. They decided not to. They shipped mm. him off. Okay? Marie Demerol. You've got uh, Giorgio Scalvini, 18-year-old. Okay? And you've got Caleb Ocoli, a 21-year-old, that have been putting in phenomenal shifts for Atalanta. And they are not scoring as many goals as they used to. Mm. Right? They are not relying on Zapata to score 25 goals in a game or something like that. They've scored 14 goals uh, up against like four goals or five goals conceded this season. Uh, they are winning away. They are winning at home. Mm-hmm. And I looked at this and I'm like, these guys are phenomenal away. They go away from Bergamo and they <laughs> win more often than not. Case in point, last year they did not have a good season. You want to know why? Mm. Their home form, Atalanta in Syria, their home form, absolutely abysmal. <laughs> Four wins, seven losses, 
eight draws. Oy. You want to know the only reason they salvaged an okay season last season was because their away record was 12 wins, four losses, mm-hmm. and three draws. Ooh. I don't know if that says something about the coach. Ridiculous. I don't know if it says something about the setup, but they are doing, they're punching above their weight. And I just, them and Udinese deserve a lot more credit for their beginning of the season um, than maybe us just talking about AC Milan all the time, which is a great team to talk about. <laughs> but anyway. Atalanta, you deserve our respect. Uh, I am watching you because you are with Napoli at the top of the league currently. That's and a I great like that. shout out. And my last shout out said, yeah, man, it's I really think Todd Boyle is going to pay the 80 million of Tommy Abraham, man. That buyback clause is very, very desirable as it seems. And I am yeah. sure Roma, great deal by getting him for 40. But now I think Chelsea are going to get him next summer. For 80 million. Todd Boyliera, striker with Brogia and with Tommy Abraham, man. That's not bad decisions, man. And Kunku and Tommy next summer coming to Chelsea? Not bad at all. Graham Potter magic. That's pretty good, but there's a a certain player that I've been watching this week. Um, And I'm going to go hashtag pivot gang here. Uh, I'm going to (laughs) pivot on you because there is a player that has really caught my attention. I've mentioned him before. Mm. You and I talk about him quite a bit because he has, his come up has happened in the Primera Liga, Ah. um, with Porto. Um, like Tammy Abraham is great, but 80 million for Tammy Abraham. Okay. Mm. Eh. Darwin Nunes. Uh, great. He probably will come good for Liverpool at some point, but Mm -hmm. uh, 80 to a hundred million for Darwin Nunes. Eh. Mm. Okay. Uh, then the whole time they've been overlooking, right? Mm-hmm. You you plucked Darwin Nunes out of the Premier League, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tammy Abraham, you have some uh, history with there at Chelsea, but I don't know, okay? Mm-hmm. Medi Terengi. I know he's 30 years old, okay? I know he's 30 years old. I know he plays for a national team that not everybody follows around, all right? Uh, and it's very unlikely that the majority of Iran never really goes abroad and they play for... Uh, Este Glal or Persepolis or some mm-hmm. other teams within their borders. Okay. Mm-hmm. I understand all this, but Medi Taremi put in a better year potentially mm. than Darwin Nunes last year. Mm. Am I wrong? Uh, Am I wrong? In terms of stats, you better. <laughs> in terms of stats, better. And goals, like Taremi, man, I got to say it's the age, right? Taremi is a player that, like, with time, I think people will give him the credit where credit's due. And for Porto, man, I got to say, Taremi is is one of the best players I've seen at Porto in recent history, okay. man. What a player in Primera Liga. Assists, goals, highly involved. Yeah. Highly involved. And just to, just to frame it, you're right. It is age. It definitely is age, but he's only 30 mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. And he's been getting better as he ages, mm-hmm. as it stands. And my guess is you would not have to pay 60 or 70 or 80 million for him, mm-hmm. okay? You obviously would probably only spend, what, 20, 30? To get this man for three, four years. Mm-hmm. A guy that had 43 goal involvements last season for Porto, okay? Woo, and the only reason the only reason Darwin Nunes had more was because he went ham mm-hmm. in, in the Champions League yeah. last season, right? Um, so, Taremi at 30, in my opinion, is a better striker than mm-hmm. Darwin Nunes. I'm going to say it right now. Obviously, Darren Nunez has a much higher um, ceiling. Yeah. What should we call it? Much higher ceiling. But this guy, the only reason he does not get the respect he deserves as it stands, because he's been doing this the last four or five years. True. Okay. Only reason is because of his age. And I'm going to say it because he's from Iran. 
facts. It's that I, simple. I agree with you, know? you, though. I have to agree with you, though. Taremi has to be in an 11 of the most underrated players in today's game. I have to agree with that. Fuck And you're mentioning Taremi. I got to mention here Benfica, okay? Because Benfica, right now, they're unbeaten, okay? Not even a PSG with Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe can stop Benfica right now. 16 <laughs> games unbeaten, 14 wins, and two draws with nine clean sheets. Mm. Roger Schmidt ball is real, and I gotta, gotta give a special shout out again. And Don Silva will definitely be called up for Portugal this World Cup. Oh. Because my question is, what? Should, could have Antonio Silva done to be called up by Fernando Sanch? Pockets in Mbappe? Pockets in Neymar? Like what? Played a, an amazing game against Juve? He did it. So Fernando Sanch, no excuses and call up Antonio Silva. Just like I gotta say, no excuses, Argentina! Enzo yeah. Fernandez, this weekend, had, against Riwav, Enzo Fernandez in 45 minutes had Seven key passes and one assist with a hundred percent pass accuracy. No mistakes yep. in a half and all progressive passes, man. Ridiculous it's, impact by Enzo Fernandez. Yeah. And at 22, he is definitely yeah. one of the best midfielders in his age group in the world. Drew Bellingham's gonna leave for 150. Enzo is at least gonna leave for 80 million. Befica, 80 million Befica. And considering Mateus Nunes left Sporting for 45, you do not play with Benfica in the transfer market, man. One, mm -hmm. 126 with John Felix and the 80 for Darwin Nunes. <laughs> Potential 100, too. And the, the bigger question, I guess, is where does Enzo go next? But he just um, got there. Let's give him some time. He just got there. He's going to leave next uh, summer, I think, Bretton, already. Man. Yeah, he, he probably will. He <laughs> probably will. And, and the, the funny thing is, is that could have been... Um, remember, we were talking about this with his compatriot at River. We were talking uh, about Julian, it with Julian Alvarez. True. We all thought Julian Alvarez was going to go to Porto mm -hmm. or Benfica I, first true. before then he jumped over to... Uh, to Man City, and you're you're kind of happy to see that it's kind of working out for him. But I 100% agree with you about Enzo. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this about Antonio Silva. Okay, mm. um, it is not Antonio mm -hmm. Silva's fault mm -hmm. if he does not get called up for Facts. Portugal Facts. to the World Cup. Facts. The reasons have nothing to do with his playing ability. The Facts. reasons have everything to do with the fact that you have a dinosaur that is running your team. Okay, and my guess is that if Pep can even walk. <laughs> or breathe, he likely will be on that roster before Antonio Silva, okay? Uh, and and probably uh, some other players. He, he might replace Gonzalo Inacio going. Oh, in, no, no, I got to yeah. say this, man. Antonio Silva is is better, much better than Gonzalo Inacio right now. Well, and he's yeah, 18. I mean, you, he's 18. But you were telling me Gonzalo Inacio is one of the best ball playing for well, his age. Uh, center back under 21s. I, I, I'm going to state it again. I really think okay. ball playing ability... Gonzalo Inácio, one of the best under 22s. But Antonio yeah. Silva, he's an anomaly right now in today's game. He is an anomaly. And at right 18, now. Yeah. 2003 mm. board at center back. And I got to give a shout out to Otamendi with all this. Otamendi right. is covering the, mis the little mistakes he does, but the ball playing ability he has. Antonio Silva playing 
makes a player like yeah. Gonzalo Rems play better with those passes he does to him. So overall, I just think, and, and for how much he's going to leave too, man. It's not going to be the 60 of Ruben Diaz. Antonio's going to yeah. be more too. More too. So say Shalpa. Just get Just wait with Sherendur. People are going to know about him. Just wait. And yeah. Enrique Araujo had the extension at the same time as Antonio. So 2027, both locked in though that a contract extension. Before all this hype, man, Antonio Silva. Yeah. So Benfica knew what to do there. Yeah, they definitely did know what to do with him um, mm -hmm. there. Uh, but before we move on from Benfica and get to some other uh, shout-outs, I also I, mm -hmm. I love the partnership that has been kind of forming between Gonzalo Ramos mm -hmm. and Enzo, Enzo Fernandez. And I think that deserves a shout because Gonzalo Ramos, while... Sure, sure. He, he could have played better so far this season, but the man already has, what, 10 goals already? Six assists this season? Good, the right? Yes. Yeah. He's doing man. It. And he's not just goals. He does, he's a complete package. Puts pressure, mm -hmm. great dribbler. I really like yeah. Gonzalo Rems, man. And he's, they kept him. They had a 30 to 40 million bid from clubs like yeah. Wolves, PSG, reportedly. And Befica said, no, we'll keep him because we can go through in the Champions League. And yes, Befica will, man. Juve in the month. Yeah. <laughs> well, of, co of course, Wolves, right? Wolves looked at Fabio Silva, said <laughs> 40 million, didn't work out. Let's go for Gonzalo Ramos now. Um, <laughs> True. I, I think Fab hey, Fabio Silva scored again for Anderlecht. So he's... Mm. he's He's uh he's getting his he's getting his feet under him. He's gonna have um, like ten goal involvements until December. Ten goals yeah, until December, yeah. definitely. Well, I'll tell you what. If we're gonna continue to talk about how Benfica is uh, unbeaten and having a phenomenal start to the season, we gotta kind of jump on over mm. um, maybe to Belgium and just briefly. Mm. I know they laid an egg again this weekend in the league. Shocking loss to to Westerlo. Uh, two zip from Club Bruges, mm. but Club Bruges in the Champions League. Ooh. Club Bruges in the Champions League. <laughs> They've got nine points out of nine. Mm -hmm. They are one of two teams to have not let up a goal yet I, in the Champions League. I, Third straight clean sheet. So, uh, it's Mignolet, former Liverpool <laughs> player, former Liverpool oh goalkeeper Mignolet. Kind of an ignominious end for Mignolet uh, at at Liverpool, is doing wonders uh, for Club Bruges. Mm -hmm. um, and only one other team uh, has that same record. Three wins, no goals conceded, and that's Bayern Munich. Mm. So uh, I, I just think you have to kind of look at some other players. We, we say it the same way we have love for Premier League, the same way I'm trying to build uh, Major League Soccer's image as a selling <laughs> league, the same way we look at the Eredivisie. I look mm -hmm. at the Jupiler Pro League in Belgium because these are the stars of the future. Ferran Jukla... Is 23 is a little older, right? But he is having the beginning of the season after leaving his his home, leaving True. Barcelona, leaving La, La Mesia, going there for eight nine million. He is definitely one of the bargains so far this season. And when we finally do our top ten, he might even be in my top ten. He we'll is see. in my top ten. But Peran Jukla <laughs> is he really? Okay. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. He really is. But like, man. how cheap he Jukla. was. <laughs> I know. Like uh, Andreas Skolv Olsen. I like uh, that. You know, like they, they just have. Some phenomenal players. They have uh, some guys in the academy, too, that they've been giving chances to. Uh, I forget his name, but at center back, uh, he's got a start and uh, his Champions League debut this pa past week at center back. Uh, they've got Tejan Buchanan and Kyle Lahren uh, from the Canadian national team. But come on, Club Bruges, if you put money on it, you, 
your odds that they'd be what three wins out of three with no goals conceded, mm-hmm. it would have been astronomical. You put a dollar down, you're probably getting five hundred back. Well, in um, a group with so, Atletic, Leverkusen, and Porto, like pretty good job. I thought they were going to be last, I, honestly. Yeah. So I was pretty surprised to see how are they performing. So I like that show. But yeah, my my yeah. last shot. Oh, sorry, sorry. You're going to say something, Francis? Well, no, I mean at the end, at least with three wins, they've got at worst mm-hmm. if they lose the rest of their three. They're either still sneaking through, mm-hmm. or they've got Europa League, and they could do pretty well in the Europa League with uh, with who they who they've got. So, uh, kudos to Club Bruges. Mm-hmm. Um, kudos to all Belgian clubs because we always, you and I, we know this. We always have our eye on those Belgian leagues because that's where you got some really really good players that start brewing. And look um, who left, and, man. Yeah. Club Bruges, Charles de Ketzeler, oh, yeah. the star boy yeah. to Milan, and they get yep. Ferran Jutkla, the new one. So I was. Pretty good management by Club yeah. Bruges. But my last yeah. shout out here in the pod, man. You're going in this underrated other leagues. So I'll go with you with that. And I go with my special shout out for this pod. And it's Cody Gakpo. That at go. the age of 23, he has 15 games, 12 mm-hmm. goals, and 10 assists. Matching the stat level of Er. Ling Holland, and that is great. extremely, extremely bold. Cody Gakpo has to be one of the most attractive players to get next January and next summer, okay? And in my opinion, yeah. Cody Gakpo and Xavi Simmons is the best, uh, like talent duo in today's day and age right now okay. playing like Xavi okay. Simmons too man Xavi Simmons yeah. has eight goals and four assists and like the mm-hmm. like the like he, the impact has been immense and in short such a short period of time leaving PSG now to the Eredivisie visa too man what a player man Xavi Simmons yeah and <laughs> and Gakpo Gakpo is wanted by pretty much every club in the Premier League <laughs> uh we we know that Arsenal and Manchester United have shown like wow. real interest wow. Arsenal more so mm-hmm. uh but but there's also been rumblings as of late and I don't know how much of this is just media jostling mm. that it's uh that it's Leeds United that has uh apparently what? um landed personal terms with Cody Gakpo. Woo! Now, whether or not that Jesse Marsh, whether or not Marsh that sticks, yeah, <laughs> whether or not that sticks, they lost out on the Ketelaire. They lost out on some other big targets that they really True. had their eyes on. They brought in Sinistera. So it's not exactly surprising that they would go back to the Eredivisie. It fits Jesse Marsh's style of play. True. But hey, listen, we'd all be talking about Cody Gakpo right now mm-hmm. if it weren't for Erling Holland. Erling <laughs> Holland is just... Screwing up the airwaves and the radio waves of literally every football podcast. He's just mucking up the system. Uh, no, but come on. Cody Gakpo, 12 goals, 10 goals, 12 goals, 10 assists, 22 goal involvements. Yes, that's very simple arithmetic. But he is the first player mm-hmm. to go double digits in the top seven leagues. He's the first player to go double digits in goals and the first player to go double digits in assists so far this season and at 23 he's got a lot more to come and yes you can come at both of us with quality of opponent you can come at us with quality of opponent i know i know volendam is not the same of playing as playing southampton or playing whatever uh but still yeah, man you still got to score those goals and makes those assists happen like what i'm shook yeah. man cody gagpo man at the age of 23 how is he still at psv he wasn't putting uh, these numbers but he was putting yeah. pretty good numbers beforehand too 
So like, it's, dude. Oh man. It, it, and he's been there. He's been there since he was like born. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and that that's that warms your heart a little bit too because he's been a kind of a one club player. Uh, mm-hmm. but his big move is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fact. I think he's done. I think he's got a role. Cody Gakpo has a role to play mm-hmm. for the Netherlands in the upcoming World Cup. I agree with that. 100%. I, I think Newcastle yeah. would be the best landing spot for Cody Gakpo. Personally. That'd be, that'd be, a, personally. That'd be a big signing. Yeah, that'd imagine. Be a big signing. Isaac and <laughs> Cody Gakpo? Like, that would be <laughs> such a good attack. Like, the attack it rate would. would be... Oof. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's my last shout-out. So, do you have any last shout-out, Bretson, here? I, I just got a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, R- Ricardo Pepe, okay? Um, one, of the, one of the big things coming up at the World's Cup here for the U.S. men's national team striker. is who the, who the hell is going to start at striker, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's been kind of some good things brewing. And Ricardo Pepe uh, moved to Augsburg for like 20 million euros. It has not worked out so far. Um, and it's uh, Augsburg is a, just an abysmal team to watch. Um, although they've played better as of late. Anyway. He got alone to the Eredivisie. He plays for Groningen, mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, Aryan Robin earned his stripes, where sure. a bunch of really good young players uh, have done really well. Van Suarez Dijk. was there. Oh, my gosh. Van I Dijk. forgot about that. Yes. Van, Van Dyke. yes. Mm-hmm. All wearing that just gas, <laughs> ghastly green. Uh, but Groningen, he's got – hey, he's got – he's the first player in the 21st century, so since 2000. Okay. Uh, first player – to have five goal involvements in his first four games in the Eredivisie, okay? Um, And he is doing that. Uh, He's got four goals, one assist in his first five games. And all I can say is regardless of records aside, regardless of milestones, Mm -hmm. it's just great to see him building his confidence again because if he can be a wild card, um, him along with Josh Sargent, who's at the top of the uh, English championship in goal involvement, seven seven goal involvements so far this season or eight goal involvements, I think. Um, it is just great to see these guys, young guys still. Pepe's 19, Sargent's 21 or 22. These guys just need it heading in because we need it. If we can't get a striker, it's going to be all on Christian Pulisic. It's going to be all on these other guys. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping this is the start of something uh, fun. But mm-hmm. that aside, we'll see what happens. The, the last thing I need to mention Mm-hmm. is this is a massive, massive, massive step forward for women's football. Um, the the first, we call it soccer-specific stadium here because, you know, there's any number of sports you can throw in a stadium, right? Mm-hmm. So you could build a stadium for cricket and then have women's football play there. Mm-hmm. Now, the first women's football soccer-specific stadium is being built in, in and around Kansas City, um, because they have won the funding, the financing, but they also have, you ready for this? Mm. The people, the people want it. Mm-hmm. And when the people want it, that is huge for women's football, not just in Kansas city, not just in the United States, but all around the world. Um, and I'm hoping that what we saw brewing at Barcelona with mm-hmm. the issues that have come out since then, uh, not so good with the Spanish national team, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping that all the people that went to see Barcelona, all the people that went to see the uh, Super League, the Women's Super League in England, um, and all the people that are flocking to the NWSL with Angel City FC and some of these other uh, great clubs, including the Kansas City Current, I'm hoping that this is just the start of something big for women's football. It really is, um, man. You get a feeling it, it is. is. And that and that Euros win of England, like, that was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> At Wembley, what? too, like, it gave hope to the English fans that they... 
really needed it. So that stadium, that football, st U.S. soccer stadium, sorry, being built, yeah. like, it's it's Huge. a great sign. But Barca, though, yeah. cap now. Hopefully those memories, man, with Alexia start coming, man, even more and more. Yeah. Because Alexia is the best women's player in the world right now, as it without, seems Without a least. doubt. <laughs> yeah. So yes, With, if, you're, if you're listening until now to episode 76, thank you for listening until now and show show us your support in that like button on YouTube, people, and just say what did we miss? What did we miss here? And say in the YouTube comments section. Uh, we yeah. want to see those comments, man. Oh, sorry, Brenton. <laughs> there, there is there's one one thing we missed before you sign off before mm. you say goodbye. Um. We'll talk about the Euro qualifiers in mm -hmm. the future and who Portugal drew. Yes. Uh, but, you know, I know we've been teasing something over the last two episodes. And if you're listening up until now, mm -hmm. um, a couple people guessed it right. And I'm sorry, I don't have their names in front of us. Uh, but yes, I will be taking the trip to see and meet Alex for the first time. And how, how long have we known each other? Four years? Five years? I, I think five, five. Five to six, yeah. Five years. Woo! Crazy. But we've only been doing FC Wonder Kid for some time. We were doing FB Wonder Kids before that. Um, but for the first time, I will meet Alex face-to-face -face, uh, about a month from now, and actually almost exactly a month from now. And all I got to say, all I got to say is we are there to work. Yes. We are there, we are there to put on turbocharge our world's cup content to do a bunch of lives i want to meet some people uh some you know people that read read us that uh view us on a regular basis i want to go out in lisbon i want to uh everybody to show me what portugal is all about so any portugal uh <laughs> readers viewers uh followers here uh drop me some things i gotta do because i'll be there for four days uh, hanging out in the studio with a little bit of downtime to go check out, I don't know, all the sites. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to meet this man. Um, <laughs> and and, uh, I don't know. Said, we, might, we can say it. We're going to be it. We're going to be in there. Yes. So if you're going to watch Benfica, you'll be sit. We will be there too. And probably yep. with a camera there. So you have a chance to go bold on that mic. And we will definitely, I, like, we will be saying our story, man. Because FC Wonder yeah. Kid is an idea of five years of work that we had with a young page about talents too that I'm, we're really sure. proud of, of of that work too with fb wonder kids so yes people mm -hmm. thank you thank you Renson. i always forgot to mention that that bold fact that it's going to be amazing and tell us in the comment section down below the content that we must must film like who's gonna win the ballon d'or after benzema type beat maybe tell us the content you want to see but yes if you're here until now don't forget to like this video episode 76 and community thank you thank you so much for going bold on a weekly basis thank you and sign out <laughs>